Is the situation at the moment, do you believe you've reached a deadlock, given the fact that you weren't able to meet, according to Sashin, it was because students um, uh, disrupted that meeting, and our understanding is that you've postponed that till November? So what we did is simply, uh, we, had a, we had an agreement that we would report back to the students at 12 o'clock today. My council chair was supposed to respond because that was the agreement we had made on the, on the morning of Saturday. Uh, we had indicated that given the numbers that were expected to be there, we couldn't do it in the concourse. There are health and safety, and, uh, health and safety regulations that would be violated. And so we asked them, that we indicated that we would do it in the piazza. At the piazza, uh, we had informed the SRC in this regard, and we had said that if anybody breaks in the concourse, then actually uh, we can't do this. They did break into the concourse, and so effectively they violated the terms of the agreement. You can't engage unless there is a level of integrity on both sides. And what we're finding is that people are not being fair in this regard, and that's why we need uh, we couldn't do this. So what we did is at 12 o'clock or 12.30, we released a statement that we were going to respond to students, uh, to all students and staff on email. And that's the way... Uh, that we've communicated that message. We continually remain uh, committed to engaging the student leadership. Uh, We think it's important to engage them. We think it's important to find a solution. I'm very worried that in 12 days we have examinations, and we need 32,000 students to write the examinations. I do not want them to lose the academic year. I want to be focused on getting the academic year. So how do you do that, Professor Habib, given the frustration, the level of frustration that exists now? As you say, I hear what you're saying, that you weren't accorded the opportunity to meet as proposed to, but postponing the matter till November, does that not exacerbate it? No, we haven't postponed any matter till November. We've asked the student leadership to meet. If you read our response, it's very, very clear. Uh, it says very, very clearly that what we're looking to is we've got a number of proposals. We're suspending the implementation of the increase. We're putting together a negotiating team. We're asking them to put a negotiating team together and let them work out, work out how to implement this. This is important because we can't just willy-nilly uh, agree to something. We have to do the financial calculation. We have to go through that constructively and come to an agreement. In the meantime, let's get the academic program going. Mm. That's the central focus. It, We're not postponing anything till November. In 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 trying to resolve the situation, you say in recognition of the issues raised by the students, one of the things you'll look at are all non-essential expenditure, which will be interrogated. Does anything come to mind at the moment that you feel that you could have saved money on? Well, we think we would have to go through all of our departments. We've already done uh, quite a bit of uh, cutting our non-essential expenditure. We'd have to look for more and see where we can actually save even more money uh, in this regard. We have to look at where we can find more resources, and that's something that we have to look at. Uh, We might be able to decide that we can uh, postpone some construction or uh, or maintenance uh, around those things. We have to start thinking through in very, very creative ways. One of the things that I've put onto the table, for instance, is the upfront fee. We can go through the upfront fee, do the calculation, see what it means, and see if we can put that off the table and, and, and explore other ways to do that. I believe so you've I also... There's a number of possibilities. I believe you've also said that you're willing to forfeit any performance bonus due to you for 2015. 
That's right. If I am, in, uh, if I, you know, obviously my performance bonus is an assessment process, and if I will go through the assessment and whatever I'm allocated, I'm happy that that be dedicated uh, for access uh, to poor students and to enable access to poor students. I think that that would be in this climate an important uh, symbolic move, uh, and it is a symbolic move. But I think it's important to say that all sides must take some pain. And this would be one way that I could contribute to that. Just finally, Professor Habib, where are you at the moment? And what about um, the security at the campus or around it? Because the reports we're receiving is that uh, uh, stu- two students, uh, or a student has been injured at your campus, having been pulled out of a car, being beaten up. Where are you? What are you seeing? Are you worried about? I am investigating that. We haven't heard that yet. We are looking at that. That would be a very, very a disturbing thing because until now, at least on, there have been minor altercations, but there hasn't been uh, in any way significant violence, and it would be tragic if that were the case. We have postponed, we have suspended the academic program for tomorrow, and we said we will decide uh, when it will be resumed once as political developments happen. But we, we, we would be very concerned if it turns violent because if it does, then obviously this then goes outside our hands and then it has to be resolved by the police. That would be not a good situation. Or we would have to think about closing the university, and that would be tragic. As I say, in 12 days, 32,000 students are meant to start examinations. It would be tragic if they lost this year. We cannot, they cannot afford it, and this country cannot afford such a situation. What would make you consider shutting down the university? What would drive you to that? Well, if the, if the activities became violent, if the engagement became violent, if there was no way that we could get the academic program back on track, then obviously we have to start thinking that through. I cannot make a closure of an... Uh, uh, I can suspend the academic program, but a closure of a university for a distinctive period of time has to be a council decision, and I would have to call council uh, to determine that. Mm. But for now... We simply suspended the academic program. We're trying to get uh, conversations going. We said to the students, we prepared to negotiate. Please come and engage us. This is important. There's also other initiatives at a national level that are that are happening with government and the private sector, etc. And we're trying to explore many other opportunities. But Professor Habib, what has brought this matter to a head? We've heard various uh, rumours. There's some who say you knew about the increase as far back as April, and some have even said you discussed it uh, with the outgoing or the SRC leadership that has just exited. And there are those who say you just sprung this upon uh, the university students at the last minute. Let me just tell you how this process works. process of negotiation determining school fees, I mean university fees, starts in March or April. They have a long, laborious engagement, which involves engaging the student leadership. It involves engaging departments and academics. It involves engaging FINCO. We continually appraise council, and it normally takes six months while we go through all of the calculations, all of the negotiations, etc., The final agreement went through FINCO and then Council in October, and soon after that we, we, released, uh, we released the information. That's uh, the way it is. But it's a long process. We didn't know any such thing. Initially we started with 11. We went down to 10.7. We went down to 10.5, and that was because of the cost drivers. 
the real things, the utility bills, water, lights are up 13 to 18 percent. If you look at uh, our research costs are up 22 percent. Our library holdings are up 22 percent because of the devaluation in the rand. We had 1 percent under inflation subsidy. All of these things began to impact, and then we had to do the kinds of calculations uh, that we did. Uh, but it takes a long period, and we, are, we are, understand the onerous burden that this has, which is why we raise 750 million rand a year. We give scholarships to 20,000 students, all because we understand the onerous burden. But we are also trying to balance the books so that we can achieve uh, a quality education for the many poor students that are in our... Understanding the pressures you've just highlighted, how does the university then uh, justify an above-inflation increase? Well, we do because, as I said to you, that as much as we have that, we have the utilities of 13 and 18%. We have library books. We have research costs. If I were to simply not balance the books, or if I were not to do this thing, then I'd have to cut in the academic program. And if I cut in the academic programs, the quality of these programs would go down. And if the quality of the academic programs would go, go down, then we would undermine the very possibilities of economic development. The one thing that WITS is, is one of the top institutions of the African continent. And it has a large number of black students, 75%, a large number of poor students. We want to ensure that those students have a world-class education. And to do that means we have to understand the cost drivers, etc. How to create the income is something that we need to think through. But is WITS as a university open to discussing greater regulation of university fees to ensure that there's I know it's not necessarily uh, possible, but some form of uniformity that will allow greater access to previously disadvantaged or impoverished students to study at Fitz University. So we have 75% of our students are black, actually. We have a large percentage of students that are poor. So there is quite a significant amount. I think we have other transformation challenges, but that is there. If, if people want to talk about regulation of university fees, I'm open to that. I understand that. But you can't do that in abstraction from understanding the other, the subsidy to the universities. We must ensure that this is made up by either government or by other quarters, the private sector, etc. Because if you simply have a cap on student fees without doing a necessary concomitant increase from another quarter, then the universities are never going to have enough money. Then they're never going to, they're going to have to cut in the quality of the academic program. And then you will do to South African universities what has happened to many universities on the continent, where the quality of the, of the universities decline and you do not provide a quality higher education to the poor uh, and the indigenous people of, our, of the country, the citizens of the country. Professor Adam Habib, thank you very much for speaking to us. That is the Vice-Chancellor of Fitz University, and that brings us to time to 22 minutes past five. Uh, Rob Byrne, I believe Empire is still a mess from what you last said. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead.
Yeah, very good afternoon. Empire Road has been reopened. Looks like the students have gone back into the campus. That's what we are seeing. So uh, Empire Road between Bramfontein, between sort of, if you like, the Auckland Park side and the Young Smuts and the Mike One Highway, that's all been reopened. But there's terrific congestion uh, around Parktown and Bramfontein this afternoon. Example, if you're coming down from the zoo, it's very heavy on Young Smuts. Uh, Lock Avenue under a lot more pressure than normal from Westcliff Drive uh, right through really to uh, Victoria Avenue and uh, the connection to Oxford Road. Uh, Young 